0: Hey guys, it's Amanda and welcome back to Full Transparency. Uh, or if it's your first time listening, then just welcome. Welcome, 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 welcome to Full Transparency. Shout out, Cheese the man. Uh, How is everybody? How's your week been? Uh, Mine has been long and kind of crazy. I've been really sluggish and tired this week. I'm adjusting to new meds. Um, Well, they're not new. They're old meds, but I haven't been taking them. Um... So yeah, it's been kind of crazy, but that's what I want to do today is kind of give you guys updates on where I'm currently at in my recovery. Uh, Last episode, I told you guys my story. And so right now I just want to keep it real with you guys. So yeah, Uh, but next episode, I think we're going to have a guest on, which I'm really excited about to come and share their story because that is ultimately what I want this platform to be is for anyone and everyone to kind of share their story with mental health or whatever it is. Um, but yeah, so for me, I've been just feeling a little bit complacent this week. Um, and that's honestly, I think why I kind of have issues with taking my medication. Um, I think whenever I take it, I just, I feel really disattached or something. And so for me, I don't know, it's like sometimes... The parts of me that I know are unhealthy, I kind of like. It's like I feel like that's what makes me special, or something. And so, I feel like Sylvia, my mental health monster, you guys, um, will tell me that I don't need to take my medication. Um, so, like waking up and going to work this week has just felt like. Do I have to really do this again? And I don't know. I guess I've just reflected a lot with COVID and kind of my job. I mean, I just think, you know, I'm 24 and sometimes I'm wondering, like, do I even want to live here? And then I'm just like, maybe I'm just whining and being a millennial. Um, So I don't know. That's kind of where I'm at. I've also lost a little bit of weight recently and um, it's kind of triggering all those ED thoughts um i know that you know it's not that i intentionally lost the weight it just kind of happened when i went on uh my trip to charleston last weekend um i think i was just running around and i can tell i just feel a couple pounds lighter and it's not that big of a difference but and i feel like you know if i were normal then i just wouldn't notice this or maybe i would i don't know but to me, I guess it's been kind of hard because uh, my ED kind of fixates on that and it makes me always, you know, want to lose more. And I don't think that that's healthy, obviously, but it's like I can't ignore the voices are there, so I try to just kind of push them down, uh, but a Snapchat photo recently came up um of like, you know, your memories a year ago. And that has been hard for me because those photos come up and sometimes it can be really triggering. I don't know when I see those photos. I know how unhealthy I looked, but it's like I part of me like reminisces on my ED and kind of the false sense of security and control that it gave me and it's, like, the good old days with Body and Clyde, almost, is how it feels, and I feel like Sylvia, like, when she sees those, she'll be, like, remember how much fun we had, and for me, it can just be really confusing, and I know that it's not healthy, but, like, I'll, like, stare at the photos, and, um, yeah, it just, it's really hard. Um, so it just feels so new too, since it's only been like a year. Like I said, um, we're actually coming up on my year, um, post leaving treatment. I left or entering treatment. Um, I went to treatment in October, uh, late October. So, and you guys, I didn't get to celebrate Halloween last year. I was so sad. It is my favorite, um, like holiday um minus christmas but i get really into it i i love fashion it's something that has always been really big for me um i don't know if it's a part of my personality i just i like creating looks sometimes that make people stop and stare because I like attention. But yeah. Uh, So Halloween's a biggie for me because I also love pop culture and um, I didn't get to do that this past year. I was actually like literally getting ready to go to treatment and I had planned a party with all my friends and I was like, guys, I can't do this because I had just also um gotten dumped so i was just all over the place and um one of my friends actually stepped up and like hosted the party with all of my friends who she wasn't even that close with so it's like only something i would do is throw a party and not show up um <laughs> so yeah i'm excited for halloween this year um i'm hoping that i can kind of focus less on The kind of role that Halloween, I feel like, plays for a lot of women um, in our society, and it's kind of this pressure to just look really hot, and um, I'm hoping that I won't fixate so much on that this year, and just be able to have a good time, because I feel like part of the problem for me, and something, I guess, that's new in ED world or realm, um, is this, um, culture that we live in with Instagram and kind of for me, I think that my ED kind of felt like fed off of that. Um, it was like self validation or something. If I posted a picture and I get likes, it's like, I'm literally just like, Yes, like I did it or something, and I I don't know if that makes any sense, but I feel like Instagram for me really took off right when I got to college, and that's when my ED started, and I just really started to compare myself to this world where I felt like, oh my God, like am I this <laughs> unappealing? And I know that that's not, you know, true, but that's how. I started to perceive myself and I put so much pressure and everything on getting a picture when I go out and getting likes that it honestly is distracting from you know enjoying ourselves and I feel like a lot of people can relate to that um like I feel like everyone's partner if they're a guy I shouldn't say that but a lot of partners that are male are like oh my god I'm not gonna take another fucking photo for you and for me, it's just, like, if I take all these photos with my friends and then I get them back, I'm always disappointed. Like, I'm never satisfied. I'm always just, like, putting this pressure to take this perfect photo. And then I look at it and I'm just, like, I hate this. I hate the way I look. And, um, yeah, it also brings me to something else that I want to talk about is diet culture. Like, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of hard because... I feel like it's like when an alcoholic leaves treatment, like you don't you don't expect your friends to not drink, but I guess some of the culture being around it is really triggering and that's how I just kind of feel in general with um a lot of my friends that are females that um are in their twenties and maybe people who I'm not so close with who don't know, you know, that I'm in recovery from bulimia. Um, but just hearing people talk about, you know, like I need to lose weight and just some of the stuff that people will say and who have no education on, you know, EDs or just how you really shouldn't comment on your body that way. It just is so cringy to me and it doesn't, you know, trigger me too bad. It just kind of makes me feel like, oh, I wish I could be normal and say those things, but those things are not healthy. Like we really have to change the way that we talk um, about our appearance. And something that I feel like a lot of people don't, aren't aware of is body neutrality. And um, it's kind of taking away the pressure to make positive comments about your body which can be hard for someone uh, with an ED um, because I guess people with EDs are very all-or-nothing thinking so like if you have one imperfection it's like you're completely flawed and yeah that's the truth we're all flawed as human beings Um, so to kind of ruminate on that with your body is just um, it can be this kind of cycle that you get trapped in. So, uh, body neutrality kind of takes that pressure away because it isn't recognizing positive attributes of yourself. It's kind of acknowledging, um, the facts and that is what your body can do for you. And just instead of, you know, being like, I love my body because sometimes that can be really hard and seem impossible. Um, well, you can say I respect my body, and it's hard because I'm so mean to my body. Um, but I try to tell myself when I'm being mean and in my head, and Sylvia's just chirping. Well, you know what? This is my body, and it does a lot for me. Um, so that's kind of body neutrality, and I feel like when I am around girls and they're just like saying these really sad comments um that they don't even think are a big deal but it just reinforces that negative um, mindset you know maybe we should shift and I always kind of want to speak up and say something like you know you really shouldn't say stuff like that but I just get nervous because I don't want to offend anyone um but I, I kind of am getting to a point where I'm losing my patience because it seems like every time I go out, someone is talking about uh, how they need to lose weight or cut back or how they're like eating so much and calling themselves um, a fat ass and stuff like that. Just it just irks me, um, especially because I think for my personal experience. Um, body um, shaming for me kind of started at a young age and my mom honestly sadly I think kind of drove into my head that um, well not her alone but society at large but this idea that there is only one um, acceptable body type and um, kind of where that started was with my sister she's always been in a larger body and um my mom kind of would point that out to her and be extremely critical of her um whenever we would you know go for an outing or something we would get dressed and come out kind of to get ready and my mom would you know always make a comment to my sister like do you really need to wear that Ashley it's a little tight um And that to me was like, oh, I know it was a part of my mom's BPD behaviors, which is kind of like picking out other um, perceived flaws with other people, but it's really um, flaws that you perceive with yourself. Um, But obviously when I was a teenager, I wasn't able to kind of understand what was going on and what... My mom's comments told me and what, you know, TV and everything told me um, was that, you know, I had to be thin. Thin meant better. And I didn't realize that it was kind of a subconscious on a subconscious level, but it got programmed into me at a very young age. And then especially going to college when I was around what seemed to be like all these girls who were so much prettier or thinner than me, I just kind of started being like, oh my God, what's wrong with me? And um, I kind of honed in on thinner meant better. And, you know, it wasn't how my ED started. I think people also need to understand that, yes, the appearance is a big part of the ED. It's kind of what you hone in on in terms of the control but no one, you know, chooses their eating disorder. It's not a choice and it it forms from this subconscious need to seek back control from their life because what you're dealing with is so overwhelming and feels so out of control and for me it was like if I can control my weight then maybe somehow um, I can control, you know, these awful feelings that I have about myself, but obviously that was a lie, it kind of just, like I said, the, the ED, it seems like this good thing at first, or something that you know is kind of wrong, but feels good, and then it just kind of morphs into this horrible, hideous beast named Sylvia, and, um, you know, I'll never forget, when I realized what my ED was. And what it really is, for me at least, is a lie that kind of um, gave me all these false promises and really just sought to isolate me. And um, it's so easy to buy into the lie though, but it basically... Uh I realized all this when I was in treatment actually and it was really funny we we were in a group and um doing this exercise where they had us go around and um say what our dream meal would be if our ED were not a component if it weren't there um kind of you know list off all the foods you want what the vibe would be who would be there and um i started listing off you know calamari appetizers sushi all this extravagant stuff desserts because if you know me you know i love my sweets um and you know my partner and all my close friends and you know some music playing in the background we'd be at the beach um the waves would be breaking and the sun would be setting and um yeah i got really into it and then they just asked us to describe our um, ED now, or our our dream meal now with our eating disorder. And I said, like, almost immediately and very simply, um, well, I guess it would all be the same, um, except for I would be alone. And it was like this. Wow moment, and everyone in the room was kind of nodding their head like, "Yeah, preach, uh, which happens sometimes at treatment uh, when you have these little mini breakthroughs, um, so I realized that I didn't have to be alone in that moment, and um I could make the choice every day not to be because that is my biggest fear, I think is that. I am not good for anyone and I'm not good enough and I'm alone and the truth is is that you know I'm not perfect. I don't have this fairy tale background but no one really does and um you know I have these issues but you know talking about it has really taught me that there is strength in vulnerability and I don't have to be alone and I don't have to be afraid and I don't have to be ashamed um so that's kind of what really catapulted me into furthering my recovery and finishing out treatment strong because you know it's really hard it was so hard and it's still can be tempting to go back to my old coping mechanisms. I told you guys I've been struggling and you know, I've had lapses and that's part of recovery, but it's really scary to have lapses and uh when you're in that moment, you kind of just feel like there's no other way out. This is what you have to do and it's just screaming in your head and you just you have to silence the voices so you succumb to it and afterwards you feel all those feelings of guilt and shame um, resurface. But I try to tell myself that, you know, I'm not a failure and I'm stronger than that moment and um, I can do it again and I can be better. Um, But it can be really hard. Um, So, Yeah. uh, Another thing that I've been kind of missing, another unhealthy coping mechanism is drinking. Um, You know, drinking was a big part of my life. Um, Being 24, all my friends drink. And for me right now, I just don't feel comfortable doing that um, because drinking for me was, you know, a coping mechanism. And uh, I just never really felt like I could Drink and not be shit faced, and I would always start off the night believing that, but it never wound out that way. And I can't tell you how many times I've blacked out, and you know, my friends have had to take care of me, and I'm just embarrassed about that. It's another aspect of shame. Um, and you know, I feel like someone with my issues. Um, I just, I want more and more of anything that I feel like will convince me that I can fill that hole and it's all a false lie and drinking is a part of it for me. And the thing is, is that maybe eventually I'll be able to get to a place where I can drink, but I just feel so fresh out of recovery right now that, you know, honestly, when I got out of recovery though, I really convinced myself, even though I knew deep down, like it wasn't, you know, a good choice, but I convinced myself that because I had gone to treatment, you know, the drinking would be fine, but it wasn't, and, um, you know, nothing too bad happened, but I realized that I just wasn't there yet, and I think someone with my issues, you know, what I'm drinking, some of them will come out and, um, Sylvia will start chirping. And you know what's interesting actually to playing into the ED is that I have noticed that when I'm going to go out, I get so excited to go out. It's kind of like I focus all my energy on that and um partially because I'm just such a social person and my friendships are everything to me. Um but Yeah, so I get so excited that I put pressure on on the night. I put so much pressure on whatever it is that I'm doing that I have to have the perfect outfit and I have to look perfect and have the perfect night. And so I will kind of go all day focusing on that and I also don't want to eat a lot because I don't want to feel bloated and I have a lot of girlfriends actually that do this, um, but yeah, like, I will kind of focus on how I want to, like, look that night, and it's so silly because eating a meal is not going to change my appearance in one night, but it's almost like I'm punishing myself or something, and, um... It can just be really triggering for me, honestly, because if I drink and I lose control, um, I feel a lot more susceptible to having a lapse. So that's kind of how I feel about drinking. Um, And then, you know, it kind of just also with all the stuff I'm mentioning, after I have a night of bad drinking, like, I'll wake up and I just, I think about it and I just... I want to feel normal, you know? I have this feeling of, like, why do I have to have these issues? Why can't I just go out and drink and hang out with my friends and it not be a fucking disaster and I do something reckless or I am mean to my partner or I just black out and am in a hot mess and people have to take care of me, Um, you know? So that can be... A really challenging component to struggling with mental health is this feeling of like why why do I have to have these issues but I think for me focusing on that is just it gets me nowhere and I want to be at a place like I said kind of with um, body neutrality maybe like mental health neutrality kind of recognizing that normal is not um, my reality but most of us are not normal I'm a little bit more abnormal than some people but I need to be okay with that and honestly you know some aspects of my personality like I like and I feel like I'm special and you know I don't know if that was a healthy thing uh when I got to treatment I kind of was like I don't want to lose my ED because that's what makes me different but again that was a lie that Sylvia fed me but I think some of the good components that I have um as someone who struggles with mental health issues maybe that are different um would be that I'm very intuitive um in reading other people so I think that I've naturally developed a sense of empathy for other people um and kind of when I see someone acting out, uh, my te- my brain tends to go to the why behind the behavior. Um, so I'm grateful for that. And I think that, you know, I kind of need to shift my mind sometimes to getting to a place of understanding that, you know, I am different, and I see the world differently. And um, I'm emotional, and I'm sensitive. And, you know, I am in recovery from bulimia. And I have binge drink and, you know, I've done things that I'm not proud of, but, you know, I'm okay with it and I'm at peace with it and I'm working so hard to be a better person and own up to my faults and recognize that we all have character flaws and that's okay. Um, but for me talking about it is kind of the biggest, um, thing that I can do to move forward and to be at peace with those things so yeah that's kind of where I'm at um so I just wanted to give you guys that update on my life right now um and kind of just be fully transparent again about where I'm at in my recovery and um just share the things that are honest and true and um I hope that anyone out here listening, um, can relate on some level and find comfort in the fact that you're not alone and it's okay to be flawed and, you know, being human is hard. Um, but if you're owning up to things and you're asking yourselves the real questions and you're looking for answers and you're having conversations with your partners and your loved ones, then you're doing what you can and, um, so yeah, uh, I'll leave it there today. Um, I think, uh, since these episodes can be a little heavy, um, I kind of want to do a segment today about pop culture because I love pop culture. and. There is a lot going on right now. So first thing I want to talk about is Miley Cyrus' new single, uh, Midnight Sky. It is a bop, you guys. Go listen to it if you haven't. I'm a big Miley fan, and it really just speaks to where I'm at right now. Um, It's got like an 80s tone to it, and the lyrics just really resonate with me. Um, there's a line where she says, I don't need to be loved by you. And that for me is a very powerful statement because for a long time, I haven't felt that way. Um, like I said, I have some codependency tendencies. Uh, so I am for the first time, um, really investing in myself and, um, I have a partner, and I recognize that I love him, but I don't need to be loved by him. Um, So this song couldn't be more uh, perfect, at least for me, um, in terms of where I'm at. And yeah, I just fucking rage to it in the car. Um, I've played it like a million times already. Uh, I'm excited to see her perform at the VMAs. I'm a big fan of any type of award show. Um... So she like loves the VMAs too. It's like her thing. So I'm excited to see that. I'm also excited to see Lady Gaga because she normally does something really cool and she's just super talented and they're both queens. I love them. Um, Next order of business is the whole Ellen DeGeneres um, debacle, which is just blowing my mind because I love Ellen, but apparently she like is a fucking bitch I don't know um I don't like judging celebrities personalities too much because I don't know them um but it's just crazy all the stuff that's coming out so I'm interested to keep following that story um and also the Free Britney movement that's going on um yeah, that interests me as well. I don't have enough information on it, but I know that um, she's trying to get out of this whole conservatorship uh, with her father. And basically, um, he kind of has been controlling her finances. And um, kind of, it's almost sick. People have been kind of like, spinning her on the money machine wheel if you will um when she's been struggling with mental illness um for a long time and people have just been kind of squeezing what they can get out of her uh and her father being one of them so I am definitely for the free Britney movement um I love Britney Spears like she is the ultimate pop princess um So, yeah, I hope that she finds peace and can get away from all that because it's sad. Um, And then another thing in the music world is Taylor Swift's new album, Folklore. Um yeah, I love it. I think it's a great bop. Uh, I really think it speaks to the COVID times, kind of just depressing. Um, but I like dark stuff like that. Um, like I said, I'm a little emotional, so I put it on and just like get ready in the morning and feel dramatic and I love it. Um, and then finally bachelor bachelor world is really weird right now. I'm just kind of disgusted with the franchise to be honest. I'm a big Bachelor fan and what I've kind of realized through this whole movement of owning up to shit and recognizing uh, whitewashing and everything is that Bachelor has just done a horrible job of typecasting, and especially um, within race, but also in terms of body typing, and I'm just so sick of it, and I just feel like if the show doesn't start putting on more pressure to include all different races and body types and backgrounds, then I'm just not going to be able to support it much longer because it's just driving me crazy, which is really uh, wild for me to say because I'm a huge fan. But um, I guess reflecting on everything that's going on, I just don't agree with the way the show is being run. So yeah, that's where I'm at, you guys. That's my little pop culture tidbits for the day. Um, probably won't do this segment next week uh, because I'll be interviewing a guest. But um, whenever I catch up with you guys, I just like to talk about that stuff because it's fun to me. Uh, so yeah, I'll leave it there. Um, and I hope you guys have a great weekend. I hope you take anything from this podcast um, and use it to know that there is strength and vulnerability. And um, yeah, so follow my Instagram. Um, It is full underscore transparency underscore. And something I really want you guys to do is to name your mental health monster. Like I said, mine's name is Sylvia. Um, But go and drop in my comments um, and kind of name yours and I'm really interested to see what you guys come up with. Um, so yeah, follow my Instagram, um, subscribe and download the episode you guys and give me any sort of feedback on what you want to hear me talk more of. Um, so yeah, I will see you guys next week, uh, for some more full transparency.